My Eagle enthusiasts, it's Fairway Rolling, presented by FanDuel. Major season is here, and you can get in on all the long drives, big putts, and major moments with FanDuel. Check out live PGA Tour bets like longest drive, round leaders, matchups, birdie or better, and more. Plus, track every shot in the app and watch select par three holes while you place your bets. Download the app today and bet with FanDuel, the official betting operator of the PGA Tour. Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. You must be 21 years old or older and present in select states. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Shack House presented by Odyssey Golf. You know Odyssey. It's the number one putter in golf and the number one putter on professional tours. And this May is, you knew it, it's Odyssey Month. The hottest thing in the world of Odyssey right now is the O-Works putter featuring the innovative micro hinge insert. You've heard us talk about it. It's the insert that's specifically engineered to get the ball rolling better, faster, regardless of your less than perfect putting stroke. And in honor of Odyssey Month, the Callaway community is doing seven, that's seven giveaways. Here is how it breaks down. Go over to the Callaway community. I'll have uh, directions on my website, jeffshackelford.com, if you aren't already a member, which I know you all already joined. Go to number seven giveaway thread and share a story of either your old number seven or reasons why you have to try the new O-Works number seven putter to be entered into a random drawing to win one of seven brand new O-Works number seven putters. Good luck. Yo, Shack House pals, you know SeatGeek is the smartest and easiest way to get tickets to live events. With SeatGeek's seamless mobile experience, you can buy and sell tickets in just two taps. SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone, of course, because it's by far the easiest way that I've found to shop for tickets. I'm anywhere, and I'm getting myself tickets with just a few taps. I'm going to the Nets. The National League East leading Washington Nationals. I'm going to see the Wizards. The Washington Wizards tied 2-2 with the Boston Celtics in the NBA playoffs with a chance to face the Cleveland Cavaliers. SeatGeek is designed to make your ticket buying experience easier than ever. It saves you time and money by searching multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find amazing deals. I'm looking for Wizards court sides. Just just want to know what that price looks like. 
<laughs> you can also get the most bang for your buck because Seat Greek is grading every ticket based on value to help you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed. So shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Does not end with sports either. Plenty of concert, comedy, and theater tickets available too. Best of all, Shack House listeners get a $20 rebate off of their first SeatGeek purchase. To get your $20 rebate on tickets, download the SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab, and click add a promo code. And then you tap in there. Promo code house, that's H-O-U-S-E. Enter promo code house, H-O-U-S-E. SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. Download the SeatGeek app. Enter promo code house today. Make SeatGeek your go-to ticket source for all things PGA and beyond. All right, let's go to the Shack House. House, greetings from beautiful Ponte Vedra Beach. Actually, I'm in Jacksonville Beach right now, but it is a glorious day down here. A little smoke in the air, but a lot of excitement with the players upon us. It's another thrilling players championship. I know you're probably a little more interested in it this year because you were down here playing golf not that long ago. Yeah, I'm very excited to see it on television now, having actually uh, toured the grounds with my two own my own two feet. And I, I have to tell you, Shaq, I saw quite a bit of that golf course. I visited the water. <laughs> I visited the trees. I it visited happens. I visited some hills. There are some hills there. You know, for the they're they're designed, I believe, for 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 the spectators. Are we allowed to call them spectators or are they patrons? Yeah, yeah, we're this? back to spectators now. Patrons Ooh, are relief. patrons okay. are in April. Yeah. Well, I, I, I visited some of that territory as well. So uh I feel like I have a good feel for what um you know the whole the whole thing uh feels like. So I'm excited to see it on television. You have already, I believe, walked the course. Give us a little feedback on on how it's looking and feeling. Yes, it's reinvented itself again. Uh, That's one thing that has probably been a hallmark of this event, not necessarily in a good way, but they have uh, regrassed the entire golf course. There's a a new 12th hole. There's some great renovation work done there and also at a, a couple of other holes, which you got to see firsthand and I finally got to see today. So you have new turf, you have kind of the ongoing effort to make the place better, and that's all great. The course is immaculate. Uh, Jeff Potts has it looking beautiful. I'd say the greens have a little a little cushion because they're new greens. I think they're going to hold. I think scoring is going to be really good. There's a little less rough. So we'll get into when we make our picks. I'm going to kind of note that um, because it's a very it's a golf course where guys are tend to be on the defensive, and I think they're going to be a little less defensive this year, which I think bodes well for the guys who like to play aggressive, which of course is most of the guys these days. But uh, they lost 203 trees in, uh, last fall in the uh, when the hurricane came through. And uh, this is the 36th time that the TPC has hosted this event. And it definitely, well, it has a different vibe in terms of the, the, the look of it. And then, of course, we have this little looming uh, piece of information that's, that's out there that this event may move back to March in a couple of years. So this could be the second to last playing in May. So all this effort to get Bermuda grass growing well, uh, you know, may go back to being overseed and right. But we, we can't deal with that now. So. I love the event. It's a it's a great week. Um, the, the the players are in a good uh, frame of mind these days. Here, it's not like the old days where they were real cranky about the course. And I think that's a credit to the tour for 
for making the course a little more player friendly and a little more fun to play. And this new 12th hole is just going to let them really, really have something fun to, to, to kind of taunt them and tease them and great risk reward. And I just think it's going to totally change that part of the golf course. There's a great taco lose stand there house. And, oh, that yeah. wasn't there in March. No, it was not, but it's become a, a staple of that part of the golf course, which has been kind of a dead zone. And now you throw Taco Lou with the drivable par four, and it, and let me tell you, I, it was better than I thought it'd be in terms of all the little dynamics. We'll see how it plays, but I think that is going to be one fun little area to hang out and uh, enjoy the beautiful Florida sunshine. So, how did you play that hole when you uh, when you were here? It's it's so about I'm, it's it's about three hundred yards, by the way. Folks, it used to be 350, uh, so they've actually shortened it. And it's only about a 260 carry to get it rolling up near the green. So, obviously, I played driver off the tee. It goes without saying. I'm going to try yeah. it. But the wind was directly in our face, and I ended up um, – the the uh, generous way of describing my my uh, my drive would, would, co- would be to call it a bunt. I would say mm. it was kind of a, a bunt up the right side. And okay. then I was able to punch to the front of the green. But I okay. – from the tee and from your second shot, you don't have a good feel for um, how abruptly the, the green ends <laughs> on the left side. So yeah. I did not. I was lucky enough to not hit it into the water, but it, it yeah. was it was definitely looming. And when we got all the way there, I realized I should have been more fearful of of the the um, you know the punch shot that I hit up there. I should have been a little yeah. more uh, circumspect, perhaps. <laughs> I watched Robert Garrigus hit five straight balls into the lake today. Uh, so if that makes you feel any better, he just kept trying to drive the green. He just kept hitting it in the same exact spot, which is uh, is going to happen a lot. And I think that's going to be the fun of it. And I I just think that we it's been proven that these kinds of short holes are great to play for everybody. Uh, you know, you can play it and enjoy it, and and maybe pull off a moment, and then these guys can go and. And, and get aggressive and maybe get in trouble. And it's just going to change the energy, I believe, of the back nine here, which is already great, but it's going to create a three-hole stretch that's a lot more fun. And it's just going to be another successful short par four, which we've seen at so many tournaments. And it's just so much more fun when, when you have guys doing what, by the way, House, the last three weeks on the PGA Tour have been finished off with a, a great moment on the 18th green, Kevin Chapel and Kevin Kisner and... And then uh, Brian Harmon last week, and what what fun that is to to for for golf to have those kinds of highlight moments, and so hopefully this adds some more of those to the to the Players Championship. Absolutely. So you mentioned Garrigus. I'm glad yeah. to, to um, hear <laughs> oh, no, him. No. It's hear about mo- it. it's I, Monday. <laughs> I think he. I think I don't think he hit balls. He was pretty funny about it actually, and uh, so yeah. Uh, well, he was not, not on, on my, my list. list. I don't think he was on your list either. But you know, probably the golf gods will curse us now, and he'll he'll play great. So who do you like this week? What have you been looking at? You know, this is the hardest tournament I think in golf to to do picks on, even though it's the same golf course every year because such a variety of players have played well here and people who have played well here have bombed the next year. People who have bombed have won here. People who don't like it have won here. It is, it is a tough, tough place uh, to pin down. So as is my way, I'm looking at about a, <laughs> a, a half Don't name half the guys. field. Yeah. Well, look, uh, Sergio obviously has an incredible record. Um, yeah. 
but I'm not picking him because the only player to ever win the players and the Masters in the same year. Let I me mean, take a guess. Tiger Woods. Yes, that is that yeah. is the correct answer. Uh, I don't think Sergio is quite there. Also, Sergio is under twenty to one odds, so I don't. I'm not touching anybody under twenty to one, eighteen to one. But I um, think he's a good. If somebody's you're doing a fantasy team yes. or whatever, he's. I think even though he's been off and 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 showing off the jacket and. I don't know how hard he's been practicing. He he does play well here. He's got six top tens. Uh, he's going to probably make the cut. He's he's of of the, the top names. He's got the most admirable record here. Yeah, I have him in my fantasy lineup, no doubt. Just not allocating any capital to okay. him. The two guys at twenty to one, Hideki Matsuyama, quietly the second best scoring average at TPC Sawgrass. Mm, nice. Uh, okay. Behind Justin Thomas. So uh, Hideki's a twenty to one play. John Rahm is a twenty one to twenty to one play. John Rahm, you have to put in every single oh, week, yeah. no matter what. Yeah, you just, and, and then he almost wins last week, and yeah, he's you he's leave him out great. at your own risk at, the, at exactly. this point. Um, Justin Thomas at thirty to one, best scoring average at TPC Sawgrass. Was surprised mm. to see that. So I'm giving him a good, well, he played, good hard look. Yeah, he's got a good uh, track record here. He he. he Played well in a junior golf tournament here, uh, and and he's played the golf course a lot. Um, I think the thing that bodes well for him, too, is he likes to play aggressive. And I feel like, so to, to expand on just that quickly, they've, they've got a little less rough on the golf course in general. And then around the greens, they've also created more short grass areas. And a lot of the players would get really annoyed quickly with the course because they'd get these bizarre kind of no skill just automatic just chunk it out and and two putt for bogey kind of situations around the greens and i think you're going to see a little more creativity and and just a little more sense that you can go after the course so i like that for for him because i just feel like he's somebody who he's he's one of those players that really thrives at a place where he feels like he can attack yeah i i um I'm excited to see um, how some of the, speaking of my experience down there and the way the course is going to play, I'm excited to see how some of those, um, I don't know, those shaved areas that surround the greens, virtually every green has the feel, I'm not saying that this is true architecturally, it just feels this way, of, of slightly elevated. You walk up to every single green um, as opposed to, you know, down or, or level green. So tons of places for the ball to roll off of yeah. the green and yeah. permitting the, the creativity that you're talking about. Um, some other names for you. I'm not picking Jason Day. No player has defended. He's still working on form. Um, my pick for the week is going to be, and I'm not um, spending any money on him because the odds are terrible, 10 to 1. It's Rory. Really? I... You apparently didn't read my website today. Uh, uh oh, yeah, Rory I, is uh, Rory. Rory, I believe, is going to be rolling out some new golf clubs this week. Oh he, no! Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's 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 decided to sign with TaylorMade, and uh, the bag. He 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 debuted the, the, the another driver switch on uh, Instagram yesterday and Twitter, and he's switching clubs. On the eve of the players, and then a few weeks before the U.S. Open, it's it's. I got I got to say it's a little shocking to me. I I would have thought he was going to save this for the end of the year, but he's made his decision and he's going to be rolling out new clubs. Uh, what else you got? Because I'll give you my names, unless you've got a, another long list of names to throw out. I'm going to do. I am. I, I, I 
am going to allocate some capital, not uh-huh. on any of the names that we've talked about so far. Okay. I am allocating capital on these four gentlemen. Kevin Kisner loves Pete yep. Dye Designs. Three playoff yep. losses on Dye Designs. Wow, Martin, good stat. Martin Keimer. By the way, Kiz on my sheet, 55 to 1. Martin Keimer, 70 to 1. Martin yeah. Keimer hasn't missed a cut in a, in a year and a half, it feels like. Okay. Obviously has an affinity for this place and an excellent yeah. track record. He has been tripped up by one poor round uh, lately. Maybe this is the week he, he puts it all together. I like very much this next guy, 75 to 1. Runner-up last year, Kevin Chappell is yeah. on my list. A very, very uh, uh, inspiring win in Texas a few weeks ago. And then the last guy that I have uh, calls Jacksonville home. This really blew me away with his fortitude, speaking of recent winners. Cameron Smith at mm. 90 to 1. Mm. is definitely getting a little taste of, of the Joe House capital this week. What wow, do you think of those, nice. What do you think of those I, four guys? Well, Kevin Chappell was my pick uh, for the oh. week, too. Yeah, yeah, oh I gosh. was going to take Kevin. Well, how can you you got to love the way he's playing in the second place last year. And uh, absolutely a great pick. I'm with you on Jason Day. We're going to kind of have to uh, we're going to have to wait and see. Uh, Cameron Smith is is a bold selection. I love it. And but I mean, the way he played at the end there at at uh, New Orleans was so impressive and so clutch. That shot he had house in the dark off that little hanging lie was really, really incredible. And then Kisner comes and makes it. Uh, it, it, it was just a sensational finish. And the best thing about Cameron Smith was he just looked so clutch. It didn't look like a situation that faced him. So I, I think that's a fine pick. I feel like uh, you have to, if you're doing a fantasy team, you got to throw in Luke Donald. He's got three top tens. He, he's a horse-for-course kind of guy. I don't feel like the golf course has been that, – that extra length is going to really put him at a disadvantage because obviously he's not a power player. But he's not short either. He can, he can get it around just fine out there, and I, I think the conditions and everything about it screams another good week for him here. So I wish people luck again. It's a hard one. To, to, to make picks. But I think you really just go on who's in, in form and you look at people like Berger and Chapel and, and uh, Cameron Smith. You mentioned some good names there. Yeah, we'll, those uh, are, sit I'm, back and watch. I'll put out a few of these uh, on the Twitter, let folks know exactly what amounts I might be putting in, how many units I might be uh, deploying here. And, uh, you know, we'll just give, give folks our thoughts. But there's, there's a difference on this course between the fantasy play and the allocation of capital. So I don't sure, want anybody sure. thinking that, that, you know, that any names that we didn't mention that might end up in our fantasy lineups uh, yeah. are being uh, ignored or disregarded. All right. Well, we got a lot of people to talk to, House. So let's get to those interviews, huh? Let's do it. Hey, before we get to our interview with Tommy Roy, producer of NBC Golf, let's take a quick break because this episode of Shack House is brought to you by Callaway Golf, makers of the number one irons in golf, and the insanely popular, insanely popular steelhead irons. With their signature shape, coupled with explosive ball speed from Callaway's innovative face cup technology, the steelhead irons are red hot. If you're looking for new irons, the best place to start is CallawayGolf.com. Because they have the handy, cool, totally fun, interactive irons selector tool to see which irons with face cup technology are best for you. So do that. Check out the selector. Then go get fit by a professional to make sure those irons are dialed in for you. Callaway, the number one irons in golf. 
quick heads up, we have an incredible interview that Shaq conducted on site. TPC Sawgrass with Tommy Roy. You may hear a little bit of background noise due to the local recording. Blame it on Florida. Otherwise, hope you enjoy this interview with Tommy. Thanks, everybody. Shaq out. Hey, House, we're very honored to have the great Tommy Roy on the show today. A lot of people may not know that name, or maybe they've seen it in graphics, but uh, he is the man behind NBC Golf and has been for a long time. He joined NBC Sports in 1981 as a production associate associate after earning the attention of NBC Brass while serving in college as a runner for an NBC Golf event, and he's made a steady climb through the ranks since. So steady that Tommy has produced Super Bowls, the Olympics, including swimming, uh, NBA Finals, Kentucky Derby, Daytona 500, World Series, and a college football national championship game, along with, of course, his work with NBC producing golf, including the Open Championship, Ryder Cup, Players, PGA Tour, and, of course, the U.S. Open when they once hosted uh, that on NBC. He's won 30 Sports Emmy Awards, and since 2005, he has devoted his all of his effort to golf. He gave up his executive position, and he is now a Ponte Vitra Beach resident and, of course, the man behind the pictures and the sounds that we will see from the players this week. And he has a great history in golf, too, House. His late father, Billy Roy, was a PGA pro for 50 years, including 23 as a club professional at the Country Club of Green Valley in Tucson, Arizona. Let's talk to Tommy Roy. Uh, we're joined now by Tommy Roy of NBC Sports and uh, producer for how many years of golf on NBC? 93 is when I first started. So been doing this is my 25th players. So it's, wow. uh, it's great. What other sports have you done? Well, um, I've literally been the producer or executive producer of the Olympics, the Super Bowl, the World Series, um, the uh, uh, NASCAR's Daytona 500, Wimbledon, uh, Kentucky Derby, um, it's been, been great, even Tour de France and a number yeah. of things. And then, of course, in golf, having the chance to not only do the players, but the U.S. Open for 20 years and Ryder Cup, and uh, and it's been awesome. The Is golf your favorite to do? It is. You know, my dad was a golf pro, so uh, I've been around the game my whole life, and it's my passion. Yeah. So being able to um, work at your passion, it's not work. You yeah. know, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's play. So yeah. uh, I love it. Now, uh, these other events are great, too, you know, getting a chance to um, document Michael Phelps winning eight gold medals uh, in Beijing is, you know, just off the charts good. I got a chance to produce Super Bowl 32, which is when Elway finally won after losing a couple, you know, so that was great. So it's been it's been fabulous. Uh, how long have you lived here in Ponte Vedra? 13 years now. And do you play here pretty often at the TPC? Not that often. You know, it's pretty crowded because it, it actually is a resort course as well. So you yeah. have to be the first group out, which yeah. I'll do three or four or five times a year. We'll come over here and, and, and hit it around. It's great. Uh, but I play the majority of my golf um, over at Pablo Creek, which is really nice. Yeah. And then we live in Marsh Landing, which is has a golf course there as well. So. You played here recently with uh, the commissioner. Tell us about that. Yeah, you, don't um, you know, the course has been shut down for about three weeks. And so eight days ago, uh, played with Jay Monahan and Tim Fincham and, and the CEO of Morgan Stanley. Um, and uh, we had a great match out there, but the course is in really good shape. You know, just a month ago, um, the greens had some problems on them. Um, and that had all bounced back once mm. they shut the course down. 
Um, so it was a real treat to get out there and play it. And, and we were the only ones on the course. So <laughs> that's as good as it gets. Yeah, that is nice. Uh, so we're going to hear a lot about the changes this week. We're, we're probably going to get a little worn out. But I just got a good look at the 12th this morning, and I, I think it's sensational. What does uh, your your gut instinct tell you when you've seen kind of some of the things that have been done on six and seven, and then obviously on, uh, on 12 from a, from a television point of view, it has to be, uh, it has to have gotten your attention. Oh yeah. Um, well, first of all, at six and seven, there's a section on the golf course, um, which is five, six, seven, and eight, which are four pretty tough holes. You know, up until then one, you can make a birdie. Two is definitely a birdie hole, maybe Eagle. Three, it's very interesting. Four, when the pin is down on that left side, yeah. that is really yeah. exciting. But then you hit a stretch of the golf course, five, six, seven, eight, which are all pretty much par holes. And um, it's almost a full hour of the telecast where there's not a lot going on, you know, not very many birdies. And so uh, particularly six and seven were not the most picturesque holes either. No. Well, they needed, you know, it was it, those two holes were divided by this huge sort of unkept mound um, <laughs> and they needed that dirt to do yeah. their other work. And so they took all that dirt out of there, uh, which I'm told is like three times the size of the empire state buildings, how much wow. they took out of there. Um, but anyway, that now is really pretty, you know, it's just spectacular, a uh, couple holes there now. And the other interesting thing about that is, is when you used to play those holes, there was a little Creek on the left side of six, and a little creek on the left side of seven, both right. on the other side of those bunkers. Yeah, yeah. That that being water, kind, calling it a creek. Well, it was like it? a half filled. Right, right. right. <laughs> like well, it, it was it, awful. It, yeah. Those were water hazards. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. those water hazard lines are exactly the same. They didn't change anything. Yeah. And now when you stand on the tee box at six, you look over there and it's like, wait, there's a lake, and that yeah. thing's in play. Yeah. That one little water hazard wow. thing mentally was never in play. No. First time I played it, I pulled it over in the lake from the six tee, wow. and then got to seven tee and did the same thing. It just goes to show you what a screwy game yeah. this is mentally, because I always used to block it over to the trees on six because I didn't yeah. didn't want to hit it in the trees, but that's where it went. Huh. And so I think, particularly on the seventh tee, I think we're going to see quite a number of balls in the water mm. there. You know, I think it's going to it's going to play mentally on these guys. Well, and so those holes, and then twelve. Yeah. How's that going to change your uh, coverage approach? It used to be that when you're producing a telecast at any one time, you know, you go to commercial and the leader leaders are walking between shots. We have far fewer commercials here. There's only right. two breaks per hour on Thursday and Friday, only three breaks per hour on Saturday and Sunday. So when we normally are going to commercial now, we're not. And um, the great thing about this golf course is I can always go to the 17th tee. And it doesn't matter who's standing <laughs> on that tee box, even yeah. if it's a guy in dead last place, yeah. it's fun to watch it. Well, now we have the 12th hole that we can do the same yeah. thing, you know, particularly if that as long as it's not playing into the wind and they really are giving it a go. Because there's some pretty tricky strategy there, you know, that mm -hmm. if you pull it just a little bit, it's probably going in the lake. If you block it a little bit, you're going to end up in those mounds, which have gnarly yeah. rough in there now. And now you're chipping to a green that's going away from you yeah. towards the water again. So you have to hit a very precise tee shot to get it on there. But because it's only 300 yards, these guys are definitely going to be enticed into doing oh, yeah. that. Yeah. So I think it's going to be a really interesting hole. The other great thing about where that hole is now you know, there's always been the 16, 17, 18 here, which is a great finish, you know, great yeah, three-hole yeah. stretch. We now have another pretty interesting three-hole stretch, 11, which is yeah. a reachable par five, 
this hole now, 12, which is a drivable par four, and in 13, particularly on Sunday when the pin is on that lower left there. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Did you just, did you just give us a reveal on the Sunday pin? Well, it typically <laughs> is down there. Okay. I, okay. Don't, I don't know that okay. for sure. Yeah, 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 I mean, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of, yeah. That Sunday. is, you're right. Yeah. So you have the potential of eagle, eagle, yeah. ace. I yeah. mean, it's possible. It is, yeah. And, I mean, that'd be, and, you know, the way, from a TV producer standpoint, the more movement you can get up and down the leaderboard, yeah. The better it is, and yeah. so you know that's that's a lot of shots that you can gain you yeah. know, over three holes. It just seemed like almost a dead zone when they got to twelve t in the past. It was just okay. They're playing twelve, right. and now we'll wait yeah. for them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I was not a fan of that hole, particularly as a player. Yeah, because you have to try to lay up in this little area, and then yeah. you couldn't see the green, and you know, it was just yeah. now it's so much more fun. Yeah, I was really oh, Pete. I was not is is not a fan. Never has been of of. The risk reward short par four craze we've we've seen, and uh, so I I I know it wasn't easy for the tour to essentially kind of do what they felt was right, but I think it I, I was blown away not just by the drivability elements of the hole, but also the strategies with the layup, and there's a little mm-hmm. obstructed view, and then the green goes away from mm-hmm. you at the front, which mm-hmm. I mean, there's, it's just got a lot of cool. And by the way, if, if you go long on the green, there's thick rough yeah. back there trying to chip back down, which I did the other day. Um, it, it's impossible to get it close, if, depending on where the, the hole wow. is cut. So, all right. Well, now, so we're, we 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 talk a lot about television on our podcast uh, because it is such an important part of the sport, uh, and and in terms of influencing people. And and as you know, uh, people have a lot of opinions. So we're gonna hit a few of those topics. We have some great uh, stuff submitted by people. Uh, Chuck H on the Callaway community. Let's just kind of start broad here with the Players Championship. Um, kind of what? Just tell us a little bit about the, the whole infrastructure at a, at a big event like this that you have. Well, a typical event, which nowadays is, by the way, 18-hole coverage. When you, you count the leading um, on the 17th hole alone, we have 10 cameras there on a par three. That's 139 <laughs> yards long. Uh, but you have to have them. You know, it's not yeah. it's not overkill. I mean, maybe. I have a reverse pro tracer there, you know, so you can see it coming at you. And, right. And, and we know, uh, particularly on a windy day, it's it's really cool because you can tell if they're flighting it down or if they're going right. and taking on the wind. And, um, I, do I really have to have that? No, but, it, you know, it's it's good. You yeah. know, it, it tells a story. Uh, but because of the nature of that hole, if I have one camera from behind and someone hits it short, you, you see it doesn't land on the green, but you don't know for sure if it went in the water. Right. So that's why we have different angles to be able to replay that or – you know, on the day that they, they cut the hole on the front of 17, we'll actually use the side follow to to follow the ball because if they do miss it, it's right. going to go short. I don't have to worry about it going long. I know that's not, yeah. you know, something that So anyway, we have that thing completely surrounded. And then uh, the nature of that hole because of the emotions it generates, you know, these guys grinding on the tee trying to figure out what club to hit and, you know, what kind of shot they're going to hit. You know, we get right in on that and, and watch that, and in the reactions that we get, this is this is the only hole all year long that I do a reaction package later in the broadcast of everybody. Going, right, oh, right. Or, oh, you know, the, yeah. it's so um, it's really good entertaining yeah, you, stuff. And then that you ended up doing that at the postage stamp last did, year, because yeah. yeah. that's kind of a one-off exactly. type hole yep. like that too. Yep. Yeah. Um, so you have this. You have two hundred fifty people. What in the? So you've been doing this twenty-five years. Um, House, my co-host, wanted to know what. Obviously, besides probably the size of the crew has changed the most significantly that that and perhaps something maybe that that we viewers don't see, but something that's made your job 
easier or giving you more uh, ability to tell different stories? When we first started doing this event, it was the, the marquee event on the NBC schedule. And so if you bought um, a commercial in another telecast and really anteed up, you'd get a commercial <laughs> in, in this broadcast uh-huh. as well. So we had seven breaks an hour. They were all over two minutes each. And trying to get those in as they're playing these fantastic holes was yeah. difficult. I mean, there was a lot of shots, you yeah. know, tee shots in particular, that we weren't able to show. Uh, and, and it was a real struggle trying to get them all in and, and do justice to the event. Well, in one of the recent deals, the tour took over the sales of this event and changed mm-hmm. the, the structure so that you only have your proud partners that get right. commercial time, the three proud partners. Uh, and so there's, there's a, the breaks are a minute and a half long. And on, as I said, on Thursday and Friday, there's only two per hour. And then on okay. Saturday and Sunday, there's only three per hour. Yeah. And then we don't have the station breaks, you know, where the local stations get their breaks. There's one when we first come on the air, two in the middle where we take a little halftime break as they walk from nine green to 10 T and then one at the very end of the telecast. So literally uh, it's made things so much easier because I can show all this golf now. I mean, it's fantastic. But how many hours are you in the truck? Uh, producing those telecasts. Well, it's those are six-hour telecasts, <laughs> and I usually go in two hours in advance, so it's eight hours. And you do the whole thing? Yeah. Uh, it's not terrible. I mean, it's is okay. this something you get conditioned to? Because it's it's got to be. I mean, I've gone in and watched you work, and it, it 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 and I you know I grew up in the back of a truck watching college basketball and working, uh, and so I know the scale of that and the scale of golf with the number of cameras you have. I mean, is it just something you, you feel like you get used to? Cause it just would seem very intense to me at the end of the day, you're you or Lance Barrow or, or uh, Mark Lewis's heads just, I would think, uh, want to explain. Well, I am pretty wiped out at the end, yeah. but I am also addicted to adrenaline. I'm convinced. <laughs> and that's how I get through these things. And a lot of Pepsi. Yeah. Um, Get Pepsi a plug, but uh, it, but I also have a great team. You know, Tom Randolph's my co-producer, right? So tell us a little bit because Tom stands sort of off to your your right. He yeah. stands, yes. most of the time. Yeah, he stands the entire telecast, <laughs> and we're on the air for a ten-hour Ryder Cup day. Yeah. Oh. Um, but he really uh, he's in charge of getting me around shot to shot to shot. He's on the headset with the spotters all over the golf course. Okay. Uh, we have Jeff Jastro who works in tape. His his dad Terry, sure. you know, was the longtime producer and director at ABC. He's really sharp. Uh, he's in the graphics area, and then and then in our tape area, we got great guys there, uh, Chris McGuire. And so uh, the combination of those three guys, we're able to get these shots on the air and and you know proverbially live. Yeah. Uh, we at the Open Championship last year. Now, granted, it was one twosome on Sunday that really mattered. You know, when it came yeah, down yeah, to Nicholson yeah. and Stenson. But literally, um, of all the shots they hit, we had one news interruption. I can't even remember what it was, but we were interrupted by NBC News. Hmm. Other than that, every single shot that those two guys hit on the air were live. Man, N- nothing on tape. Wow. Um, so anyway, uh, the, the, those guys are fantastic. You know, that I'm I'm doing over for you, making sure that we're showing the right people. For example, this event, I feel that if you've earned your right to play in this field, you've earned the right to get on TV at least once. Right. At least once. So we got people checking off, you know, every time we show So you do? Oh, yeah. Okay. Because I think that's something a lot of people don't know. That was your philosophy with U.S. Open as well. Yeah. So Um, here and, um, you know, over at the Open, we're on the air for so many hours, we better get them. Yeah. You know, (laughs) we're on the air long enough. Yeah. yeah. Um, But that's the way I feel. So we, you know, and it's hard to get everybody on and make it 
a meaningful shot. Right. You right. know, we're here because we have the 17th. I can show anybody they're hitting any shot, right. and it's a meaningful shot. So mm. that helps, having a hole like that. Yeah. Uh, it helped at the open, having the postage stamp. Yeah. Uh, so that, anyway, um, that's how, how we do our stuff. Um, all right. Both uh, House and uh, Chris C. on the Callaway community wanted to know what uh, this year here at the Players can we look for in terms of any any new stuff. I know you like to to, to roll out new things at this event generally. That's is that correct? That's uh, kind of been pretty, your yeah, pretty much. Uh, the one thing we've added this year is the three D follow. Now we've done it. A What's couple, that? It's uh, when on the right side of the screen. Oh, you yes, have the virtual that follows a, a shot at the exact same time the camera on the left side of the screen actually sees the ball. Um, and it's not uh, new to TV. You know, that's been done a couple of years uh, by Fox. We started earlier this year doing it. Um, at, we did it at, at Honda and, and the Arnold Palmer Invitational. But that's the first time we're doing it here. Uh, and we have it on um, 2, 7, 9, 11, and 15 and on all those tee shots, which are pretty tricky tee shots. Right. And so I think that's a, a nice addition. Um, you know, you, you want to enhance your coverage with stuff, not clutter it up. You know, part of the thing about this game is you're out in nature where it's right. pretty and it's beautiful. And you don't want to see and be see eyes, the, you know, the, the right. screen with all this stuff going on. And so that's where I feel that you really need to have things that enhance the coverage and not, not distract. So that was a follow-up that House had submitted uh, about that proper balance of tech on a broadcast. Now, you probably are aware at the Masters this year, you know, that they have a very – they have a, a philosophy for the network broadcast. And then the digital feeds, they were all in on the tech, right. the, the the tracers and the, right. and the, the launch monitor info. Do you feel pressure um, as people – as you know, they want as much tracer as they can get, and there's a there's a there's a younger or a different group, a core group maybe of golfers that loves the tech. There's a group though where that I think Chairman Payne is correct on the Masters, or um, Tim Fincham or Jay Monahan watching the players might say, you know, we have a pretty spectacular looking course. We don't want to, as you say, CNBC it. Uh, do you feel a pressure as kind of this where we are in broadcasting to try to adapt? I don't feel a pressure. I just do what I know I want to see. Yeah. Uh, and knowing what our viewers on NBC who may not necessarily be um, big golf people, right. they're, 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 they're sports fans, you know. Yeah. And so on things like ball speed, <laughs> or, you know, yeah. what does that mean to anybody at home? So – the trace is obviously a huge help for the people at home. I mean, because I think a lot of people never knew that the ball curved that much. Right, right. You know? Uh, and it and, doesn't even curve as much as it used to. Yeah, Can you right. imagine in oh, Bruce yeah. Litsky's oh, day? Yeah. <laughs> but to throw the ball speed in there, I think for the people at home on the weekend who mm -hmm. are your average sports fan, that's getting to be too much. So that's where I draw the line on, on what we do. I, I Definitely on the Golf Channel yeah, show, yeah, yeah. that's very meaningful because yeah. they do know ball speed and – flight and all that but yeah so you have to be careful not to overdo it but to do it right and, and can you just tell us I, I know there's some technical elements with tracer that because as you know people the number one question you get now uh, on social media is why don't we have it on every single shot because people get it on their phone app so they think well it must be easy to do but there there's a there's some timing elements right that that make it a little bit tricky to do it live. Well, here's, here's one thing is when you do the tracer, 
your framing is not head to toe. It has to be big and wide. And then, and then what happens is if you're not, if you're on a hole or a shot and it's not a tracer, the typical pattern is, is you're, you're tighter, number one, from behind and you're showing the shot. And then as soon as the ball is struck, you cut to the face shot. So you see right. the guy reacting to the sort of shot that he just hit. Well, if you're on a tracer, you can't ever cut to that reaction shot. You know, you're mm-hmm. wide, wide, wide. Right. You never cut to the reaction shot. And I think, you know, that first year that Fox did the U.S. Open and there was some criticism about their their coverage, you know, they I think, and they were using the pro tracer on almost every single shot, you know, not only tee shots, but approach shots. And I think it was jarring for the audience because mm-hmm. they were watching this golf tournament on all these wide shots and never seen the emotion of the players right. in the reaction shot. So you have to be careful about giving up, you know, what yeah. what the audience is used to seeing. And, right. and, and, you know, again, here's another situation where um, you want technology, but at the same time, this is about the players. This yeah. is about watching what they go through to to hopefully win a golf tournament. You know, the, the old um, ABC Wild World, Wild World of Sports <laughs> opening way back when, you know, the um, spanning the globe, blah, blah, blah. Well, part of that was the human drama of athletic competition. Yeah. You know, yeah. Rune Arledge wrote that. <laughs> and and uh, Jim McKay, you know, yeah. said it. And, and that, to me, that is still the core of what this is all about, the human drama of athletic competition. Yeah. And that's why we tune in. We don't tune in to sporting events to watch the technology. We tune in to see if a guy can win. You know, yeah. you tune in the Olympics, you don't know who these people yeah. are, but you're seeing can they overcome, can they, there's four years that they just put into trying to win a medal or just compete, you know. That's what it's all about. That's yeah. why we watch sports. Um, all right. Few uh, rapid fire or sort of rapid fire questions here. Um, you're asked to uh, to play in a pro am, and you get to choose your pro. This is from uh, Chris C on the community, by the way. Thank you, Chris. Uh, who do you pick, and why do you pick that pro? Uh, I would pick my dad because he was a golf pro. Okay, and, uh, you know I'd give anything to play another round of golf. Yeah. Well, when did he? Pass away. He passed away uh, like twelve years ago now, so it's it's been quite a while. But uh, but it was great, you know, the, the, just being around the pro shop. From yeah. I mean, I used to answer the the pro shop telephone when I was six years old. You know, if he or the assistants yeah. ran out and then, you know take yeah, take yeah. tea times. And <laughs> back in those days, uh, range balls weren't just delivered already painted. You had to paint the red stripe on the ball. So yeah. I used to do that stuff, and yeah. you know, just as a little kid. So I was around the, the shop all the time. Yeah, uh, I, I think that's kind of a lost thing in, in golf, not to sound like a, 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 a dinosaur, but the, the, the hanging out around the pro shop and the golf pros, I mean, you still see it. You still know, you'll see meet a young kid who's buddies with the assistant pros mm-hmm. and they look the other mm-hmm. way on giving mm-hmm. him an extra bucket or whatever. Yeah. But it feels like that's something in golf that's kind of, with you know, service is better <laughs> uh, places, but you kind of miss that a little bit. And it also gets people into the game, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. I think so. It was great. Um, and, yeah. uh, you know, being there to open the shop at six in the morning and then we usually close up, uh, you know, at six or seven. And then all of us, not my dad, but me and all the assistants, we go out and play. Yeah. You know, to yeah. at least get nine holes in and you're yeah. finishing up in the dark in the on dark. the last yeah. hole. Those are, those are great stuff. Um, all right. I've been in a truck. I know there can be a little bit of rooting that goes on. House wants to know, do you, when you look at a leaderboard, do you ever root for anybody or do you just, do you just root for the great ending? Um, both. Both. <laughs> like I have friends out here, you know, yeah. and, and, um, and so I, I root for them for sure. Uh, but 
quietly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never root publicly, uh, but but rooting for a, a great finish is primarily what I. Root yeah, for. yeah. Emmanuel from the Callaway community wants to know what the the funniest thing is that you've wanted to show on live TV, but thought better of it. This is interesting. Do you remember uh, several years ago at Doral when Stenson stripped down to his underwear? Oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. shot. And um, we had that. That happened before we were on the air. And so we had that video. But I personally um, did not like seeing that. And I thought showing that was bad for the game of golf hmm. to, to see that. You know, I mean, that just was shocking at the time. Hmm. And, and I just I didn't like that. And so... Um, some entities were uh, that didn't have anything to do with us, but wanted to get that footage, and I wouldn't give it to them. And um, and so, if you recall, it came out in photographs, but yeah, yeah. Uh, not the video, huh. um, because I just I thought it was bad for the game of golf to see something like that. Hmm. Well, I've since changed my opinion <laughs> because I think we need attention in golf, yeah. now, you know. Yeah. And if a player is going to actually strip down, you know, to his civvies yeah. out there in the public. Um, which uh, happened earlier again this year, yeah. um, then I am going to show it yeah. because it, it did happen. And, it's, and, and you know, that ended up getting on all the, uh, you know, obviously going over the web everywhere, but Aspen and everybody else yeah, was right. showing this thing too. So um, it was Sean Stephanie that did it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That is a little bit too that you probably know Stenson's personality? No, no it had no, nothing to do, do with that okay. whatsoever. Yeah, it was strictly yeah. that I saw that and I just thought, you know, yeah. that makes golf look foolish. Yeah. And I don't think that's appropriate to be out there. Um, but but I've changed my opinion. And last question on that, because as you know, we're constantly in these discussions about golf fitting. Where does it fit in in sports? And I, I worry sometimes, though, that we're uh, a little desperate or could be perceived as desperate in a lot of the things we're trying to do. Not necessarily in the formats. I like the idea of different formats because that's going back to like the sixties thing. Yeah, I think that's great. But uh, I, it just feels like sometimes we're, we're we're too worried about that instead of being comfortable in our own skin. That ultimately, when you have a great tournament, it's still as good as any sport to watch. Right. Do you do you feel like there's ever a danger of that that golf? Trying too hard, maybe? Oh, no. I haven't felt it yet. I mean, the sixes definitely took it to the edge, but yeah. what's the harm in it? You know, yeah. um, I was having a hard time understanding the format. Uh, but beyond that, uh, I, I think it's fine. Mm-hmm. Like at the Ryder Cup, when Bubba got up there and he yeah. was trying to get the crowd to go. Yeah. When have you ever seen that? But, you know, it was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, it's it's hard for, like, I can tell you when we do our Emmy presentations and, and you know, we've had some unbelievable moments. Yeah. But when you put those together and compare them to an overtime Super Bowl or to a last second NCAA shot, you know, that wins the game. Yeah. Um, it's hard to compare you know, yeah. the, the energy that you get at these other events compared to golf. We love golf. We know yeah. what this is all about. And it's a struggle and it's it's great, you know, television, but it, it's hard to compare. So I think whenever we can give it a little more oomph, especially with the crowd getting fired up. It's a great thing. Yeah. Well, hopefully we have a great crowd and, and a fun finish like Ricky Fowler's a few years ago. And uh, we look forward to your coverage this week. Thank you. One uh, more thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes, yes. I just I wanted to say um, when I first started back in 1978 as a runner, you know, was the Aaron boy out at the yeah. Tucson Open. And, and so I, I worked the rest of that year. And then the next year in March, the uh, NCAA basketball um, opening rounds were in Tucson, in the McHale yeah. Center. Yeah. And so, because I was a local guy, 
Um, back then, it was not airing on CBS and TNT yet. It, this was back when it was still syndicated on NCA Productions. Wow. And so because I was a local guy, someone gave my name and said, hey, Tommy Roy, uh, can you do graphics? And I'd never done graphics before. So they put me on these games, and I'm doing graphics, and Lynn Shackelford was our announcer, <laughs> which wow. is your dad. Yeah. Wow. So, so the first time that I ever nice. did something significant in television, your dad was the oh, announcer. Oh, well. And I hope I spelled the name right. That's he, he, <laughs> oh, don't worry. He's used to being misspelled. But anyway, so we have a history cool. that goes back. Very I don't know cool. how old you would have been in 1979. Uh, seven, so. I would have been eight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Very cool. Well, that's great to hear. Yeah. I, 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 will, uh, I think he... Uh, I, I, he's mentioned your name a few times, like he knew that uh-huh. you had worked yeah. on that. So yeah. that's cool. Well, well, I will. He listens, so he's heard the stories. <laughs> All right. Excellent. All right. Well, thanks, Tommy. Okay. Appreciate it. All right. Enjoy, Jeff. Coming up next, we have a great interview with Travis Fulton of the Golf Channel. But before we get to that, let's take a quick break and hear from our friends at Blue Apron. And Shack House Pals, I can't wait to tell you about this next sponsor. You know from my occasional appearances on the BS podcast what a fan I am of the Blue Apron. Springtime is a great time, my friends, to hit the reset button and tackle some personal goals like getting fit, cleaning, and cooking. Luckily, Blue Apron is making incredible home cooking easy and accessible by delivering seasonal recipes with step-by-step instructions and pre-portioned ingredients right to your door all for less than ten dollars per meal that is a lot less than what i spent on carryout i can assure you you can even customize your recipes based on your preferences and you select a delivery option that's right for you and your family no weekly commitment so you only get deliveries when you want them Featured upcoming meals. This is my favorite part. Some of the meals available in May include beef teriyaki stir fry with sugar snap peas and lime rice. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, my. Oh, my. (laughs) Baked spinach and egg flatbread with sauteed asparagus and lemon aioli. Lemon aioli. Lemon aioli. Oh, that baked spinach and egg flatbread. This, it's, it's, this is some spring eating. Three cheese and baby broccoli stromboli with tomato and oregano dipping sauce. Oh, I love, I love the balance of the cheese and the broccoli there. A nice light one, a little oregano dipping sauce. <laughs> Wonderful. Crispy salmon and roasted potato salad with pickled mustard seeds and creme fraiche sauce. Oh, daddy. Let's do this. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free. Three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash shackhouse. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So do not wait. That's blueapron.com slash shackhouse. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. All right, Shaq, on the line. Very happy to have as a guest on today's Shaq House, top 40 instructor under the age of 40, former director of instruction at TPC Sawgrass, very timely for the today's topic, huge part of Golf Channel's on-air instruction, co-hosting Morning Drive, trying to help Charlie Reimer, the Reimer <laughs> Project, and least impressive, gave me... Uh, some outstanding instruction. The instruction was great. 
the uh, the Poor student guy. was not very Poor great. man. Down oh. there in at, at TPC Sawgrass in the Ponte Vedra area Can't in fathom. March, none other than Travis Fulton. Travis, how are you? I'm doing good. What's going on, guys? Have you recovered from his visit? Are you are you able to sleep at night? <laughs> I I am, and and you know, hey Joe, we talked right when you went back that you were not going to tell anybody, right? That you were down here taking lessons from me until I give you the the go ahead. Is that we're still on the same page, right? It's a little late for that. I, I've I've mentioned <laughs> it a couple times now. I know there are some things that you cannot unsee. But at this point, you know, it's been a it's been a couple of months. Hopefully by now you're you're fully recovered. We're psyched, <laughs> I am, I am. Yeah, we're we're psyched to have you on here today. You're working on a couple of things, um, but but the but the thing that that uh, I'm very um, interested in hearing about, um, in addition to your experience at TPC Sawgrass, we want to pick your brain. Just just start thinking now. We want a pick from you at the end of this. But you're working on something very cool um, that we wanted to share with the consumers of the Shack House, and that is your work on the Junior Golf All Access Project. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah. It's been a project that um, that I've been working on really for, for quite some time. I mean, junior golf, uh, high school, collegiate development has been such a big part of my business model for so many years. And, you know, I wanted to be able to uh, – to put some of that instruction to use on a digital platform and and bring other resources and contributors into it um, that really gives kids and parents um, the platform to to interact and, and consume together with other like-minded uh, individuals. So Junior Golf All Access um, was launched about two months ago now, and um, you know I would say we're we're a little bit um, in the pilot stage as we as we uh, introduce it to. Uh, to the world, but we're um, we're starting to pick up momentum now, and and um, we feel like it's it's really growing, and uh, we're starting to add some really really uh, cool contributors to the platform. Uh, Michelle Holmes, who um, specializes in 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 younger players from the ages of three to eight, really fascinating um, information, and Dr. Brett McCabe, who's one of the best sports psychologists and and the parenting side, and bringing along a, a junior golfer and. Uh, Len Matisse out there on tour, and so we've got uh, we've got some some really good contributors and some others coming. Lots of good information, um, uh, a safe community for for junior players to to go to with their parents and learn together. So the basic idea is is to get you know kids who who have, may have just picked up the game or have a brand new interest in the game, give them a resource, an online resource with their parents to go on and, and maybe get a little bit of online instruction, you know, let um, the folks at at, uh, your, at All Access take a look at the swing and maybe give a little bit of um, diagnosis, but also provide a whole slew of resources to, to juniors that are, are maybe just picking up the game or maybe have, a, have an interest but are, are, are wanting to enhance the overall experience of it um, with, with uh, you know, the online community. Is that, is that right? Yeah, I think it's for kids really of all skill sets. You know, it's for kids who who want to get into the game for the first time. I think it's a, a non-intimidating place to go and get good information and get yourself moving uh, in the right direction. I think it's for kids who've, who've played the game, um, kids who play uh, perhaps at a high level right now and have, have quite a bit of experience. So I think there's, there's really um, a lot there for kids of all skill sets, kids of all ages, and, you know, hence the name, you know, All Access. We really 
wanted to bring in uh, a number of, of departments for kids and parents uh, to navigate where they feel like they need help. And, you know, if there's one thing that I've learned in junior golf is that, you know, it, it's tough as a parent. And I'm starting, you know, I've got a one and a two-year-old now, and I'm, a year old now, and I'm going to be going through this myself. But I've taught a lot of kids over the last 18 years. And, you know, as a parent, you know, they want to be there. They want to provide support. And they want to do everything they can to give their kid um, the best chance possible to be successful in this game. Because we all know, what this game can do to a young player, you know, not only on the course, but what it teaches them and the values that are going to be well served off the course. And I think all access really gives them an opportunity um, to interact on this platform with their son and with their daughter and really learn together. So when the kid goes out there and he's executing some of these things and best practices and techniques and drills and games, you know, the parent will be on the same page because they've watched the videos, they've read the articles, right there with them. So we really feel like the platform um, can be consumed together um, from a parent and a child standpoint. That's very cool. One of the other things that I know you uh, are working on um, in conjunction with the Golf Channel is, is, is the Pro-Am series, uh, series, pardon me, and you um, have uh, an event coming up later this summer at Victoria National. What's going on with that? Yeah, it's uh, it's the first annual Golf Channel Academy Pro-Am Series, and it's up at my uh, Golf Channel Academy at Victoria National, really a, a terrific site there at uh, in southern Indiana, Evansville area. Uh, the web.com just went through there, and it's it's really a fantastic place. It's, you know, it's right in the middle of the country. It's a top 40 golf course. Um, we got great facilities there, and uh, it was really cool to see it all come together where we could – um, host the first Pro-Am series where we're going to bring in 15 of the top teachers there at Golf Channel, and uh, they're going to bring three of their guests, and we're going to really uh, we're going to go at it. We're going to have some good competition. We're going to have uh, some good uh, instruction, some good food, some championship golf. So we we feel like we've got all the ingredients there uh, to to really uh, make it a special three days for the coaches and uh, and for the participants. So I'm really excited about it. Um, it's going to be the week of the Wyndham Championship there, uh, August uh, 13, 14, and 15. So uh, if you're taking some instruction right now from a, a Golf Channel Academy teacher, uh, you might want to ask them about it. We'd love to have you. That's that. That's I'm I'm I haven't quite invited myself yet. I'm working up to it. <laughs> I, I I need to work on my game a little bit first. Um, but I, 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 I love the uh, sound of it. It sounds like a great um, three-day experience. So, so look, Shaq and I were talking earlier. Shaq's already walked the grounds. You um, had the misfortune of having to walk the, the, the new design at TPC Sawgrass with me. Um, he walked it, with you? Oh, yeah, yeah, God, I yeah. Helped you. Was, oh, uh, that's terrible. In, oh. in, <laughs> in, in March, um, give us your review of, of the renovations to the course. Well, I think, um, you know, the two biggest changes really, obviously 12 looks very different. Um, you know, it was a really a vanilla par four uh, previous where you would just, you know, the guys would hit a long iron, you know, fairway wood out there and just have a little chip wedge into it. And when you stand on that tee now, it doesn't even look like the previous hole. It's a drivable par four. I think it'll be very interesting to see how it plays this week. 
um, you know, depending upon the wind. It's supposed to be very warm here in northeast Florida in the mid-90s here by Thursday. So it'll be interesting to see where the wind is and and where they put the tees. I know they're going to probably encourage the guys to go for it. So there's a couple little just nasty pot bunkers on the right-hand side we were looking at, House. I don't know if you remember that, but those bunkers – I mean, we're no wider than a golf bag. I mean, if one of the guys gets in there, it'll be fascinating to see how they hit that shot on a side hill lie. You're going to see a lot of balls in the water there, too. I think um, it's going to play fast this week. We haven't had a lot of rain here. So if guys get it going left there at all, you could see some balls roll up to the green and then down into the water off the left-hand side there. It banks pretty good. So 12 is an interesting hole. I think they did a nice job with it. And then I think as you get out to uh, 6 and 7 and what they did there with the lake, well, it looks really different. Um, out there when you stand on six and they made that lake very big and it's it's really just very in, in intimidating now off the tee on seven as well it looks like there's very little real estate out there even though the hole doesn't play that different so i think 12 is different six and seven with the lake visually off the tee looks um a little bit different but it's such a fascinating golf course you know we've seen big hitters win here we've seen short hitters win here and that uh, you really just never know what you're going to get uh, when the best players uh, get on TPC Sawgrass. Yeah, I saved for this chat. I didn't tell Shaq when we were talking about um, the course earlier and the redesign. Your performance on 12 and my performance on 6. Now, I'm sure you've already put out of your mind my performance on 6, but on 12, speaking of guys standing up there with the big stick and maybe hitting it yeah. a little left and maybe finding finding the agua, the impressive thing, Shaq, for, for Travis. Now, he did hit it in the water. We talked about uh, Shaq was standing out there watching Robert Garrett. Oh, it's, it's very today, doable. Trav. Yeah, yeah, it's very, very easy to do. Very, very, exactly. But, but, but Shaq, I'll have you know, Travis, uh, up and down, I think he hit, hit from the drop, he hit the ball to, I think, four and a half feet and, of course, rolled in the, the putt right behind the pin. It was a back right pin on, on 12 that day. You know that? That's awesome. You know, House, it's interesting. I, Stephen Cox, who is the advanced man here for the for the tour uh, and set up and everything, he predicted there will be a lot of that this week, what Travis did. And I think that's actually an even more fun dynamic of a hole, that if guys think, well, I'll drive it, and if I hit it in the water, I can still take a drop and maybe make par, I think that makes even more people drive it and makes the whole thing that much more fun. Yeah, super, yeah, super yeah, cool totally that agree. way. You're going to see some balls in the water for sure on the left off the tee and and, and just in defense, real quick, I did, for the record, the wind was in our face, and mm. I looked at Joe and Rappaport, and I said, look, I'm going to hit driver here. This is a dumb play, but I just want to <laughs> see where the ball ends up. But I did hit uh-huh. it left, and I did make a par, and, uh-huh. um, you know, the, the rest is history. So, so you're just well, clarifying that you were not setting a bad example for your pupils. <laughs> Do, it, do as I say, not as I do. Okay. There was, okay. We all hit driver. I mean, what are you talking about? On, I can testify to the, to the intimidation on six. Um, I did snap hook one off the tee into the water, and it was actually a pretty damn good drive. I was very disappointed because on the front side, I wasn't getting off the tee very good. But um, I did not get up and down for par from, from after hitting it in the water on, on six. And I, I think, you know, uh, don't miss left on six would be my recommendation because the green's kind of blocked off. There's a tree. It's an, it's one, it's a, it, the, the green feels like it's 10 feet above you from the fairway. Uh, my recommendation to, to the pros, don't hit left yeah. on six. They were dying to know your recommendation. I know, I yeah. know, I know. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking and of, it, and it is but, a little different on the left side on six. The bunker, um, 
is uh, is for the most part gone there on the left side, and uh, it, it it does look visually different off the tee. But you know that's sawgrass, that's peat dye. Um, you have to deal with the visual intimidation. It's amazing. You stand on so many tee box there, and it just looks like there's no place to land the golf ball. But yet, the par four is only 420 yards, which, as we know, is very short on the PGA Tour. So, you know, Sawgrass doesn't get you on length; it gets you on, you know, precision and overcoming the 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 intimidation off the tee, managing the wind, um, you know, putting the ball in the right spots uh, on the green. You'll have the hardest shots that you'll ever face around the greens. I always tell people when I was there for seven years, I said, you'll be, you'll have the hardest eight yard shots of your entire life. You'll just be just barely off the green, but you can't see the ball. The green's running away from you at 11 on the stem and good luck. You know, so it's, uh, it's, it's very penalizing uh, around the greens and um, it's just a great test. I love it. I, I love when the whole field, you just kind of get the sense that the whole field has a chance uh, to win a TPC Sawgrass, where you know the distance off the tee, um, really, I think is 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 fairly neutralized. Yeah, so that's a that's a perfect segue. We Shaq and I have been talking about picks for the week. We we want to hear the inside scoop. Who who's your horse this week? You know, I like Kevin Chapel. I really do. I think you know he finished second year last year, and I'm not and I'm not just you know I know he won there a couple weeks ago, and it was that was a big. Um, you know, monkey there off his back, and um, you know, obviously he has to be relieved to to get that W. But I think this is a great course for him. You know, he really keeps the golf ball in front of him, and um, he's played well here in the past. I wouldn't be a bit surprised if Chapel keeps this thing going and and gets the W. And obviously, you know, you got to put Dustin Johnson in. He's learned to win on these courses now, um, even though the distance is a bit regulated. Um, you know, is just as well as he's playing and. You know your your typical favorites of Jason Day and Jordan Spieth. You know you always got to throw those guys in there. But um, I'm going with Chapel. That's my uh, that's my horse this week. You love Great it, pick. love it. He's one of uh, I have him on my list. Seventy five to one, very juicy odds. That's a little surprising. I like, I like that. Yeah. Look, I, I feel the same way. A little surprising. Well, Travis, thank you so much hey. for the time today. Hey, uh, hey I we're appreciate looking forward it, guys. To- yeah, we're we're gonna we're looking forward to seeing you try to continue to make uh, progress with Charlie. Best of luck. <laughs> I'm with more. That. I'm not looking forward to that. I'm more interested in what he's going to do for junior golf. Charlie's <laughs> on his own. We're going to keep him out of the uh, the ice cream line, and he'll be uh, oh he'll, yeah, he'll, he'll be, be there. fine. But uh, he, he he's he's gaining on it. He's motivated. <clears throat> he's putting in the uh, he, he's putting in the reps, and um, we'll see if we can uh, get him ready to go uh, at the first of the year. And I know Jeff, oh. we. I always say we'll cross paths at uh, Morning Drive, but we uh, I think we work completely opposite schedules, but always enjoy your work on uh, on MD. Well, same here, and absolutely, I'll be down soon. Don't worry. You'll, you'll, you'll see my face in the studio one morning. <laughs> All right. Thanks, All right, Travis. Boy, we it, appreciate have it. A great, have a great Players Week. All right. Thanks, Trav. Big, big thanks to our two guests today. Outstanding. Tommy Roy and Travis Fulton. Of course, we got to close the show with a word from our friends at Callaway Golf, the fastest growing golf ball brand since 2013, and the makers of the Chrome Soft Golf Ball. The key to Chrome Soft's incredible performance is, of course, the dual soft fast core. It makes Chrome Soft long. Incredibly soft and unbelievably easy to control. And golfers everywhere have been changing their ball to play it. 
through June. Callaway is customizing your comb troughs for free. Go to call at callawaygolf.com slash customs to design your golf ball today. May I recommend perhaps you would like to put on there a, a lovely check Chrome Soft is the ball that changed the ball. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side-by-side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.